Hello, I'm Hunt Etheridge. I'm an award-winning dating and relationship expert, TV personality, coach, matchmaker, writer, entrepreneur, husband, father, bon vivant, and all-around swell guy. I've been in the love industry for over 15 years and have been following all the ups and downs of today's dating dilemmas. I teach my clients that dating is a mix of biology, psychology, sociology, and anthropology. To understand our motivations, the motivations of the person sitting across from you, and the motivations of society at large, we have to delve into different aspects of it at different times to understand the machinations behind it so we can maximize our benefits. To keep myself updated, I'm constantly reading studies on all sorts of topics that can help me better understand my clients and what's going on out there. I've pulled together some of the most brilliant minds from across different fields to share what the data is telling us and how that can impact each and every one of our lives. This is Hunt for Relationship Science. Hello and welcome back. Today I am excited to talk to Dr. Aditi Paul. She is a professor and mixed methods researcher based in New York City. She uses her multidisciplinary background in computer science and communication studies to examine the impact of using human-centered technologies like social networking sites and online dating services. Aditi's research has been published in top academic journals and has been featured in prominent media outlets such as the Washington Post, Women's Health, The Telegraph UK, Huffington Post, NBC News, and more. Her book, The Current Collegiate Hookup Culture, Dating Apps, Hookup Scripts, and Sexual Outcomes is out now and available at all the places that you can get books. So I am very excited to have you here. So hi. Hi, Hunt. I just took a look at my own website and I'm like, I need to update all of that. <laughs> I feel the same way. Oh, I, man. What, what, what so is much. new? Fill in, fill in what is new on that. What is new? Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, I am a completely new person. I'm kidding. Uh, I, <laughs> I I used to do a whole bunch of work in, in online dating and uh, we used to work in academia. Uh, that's a thing of the past. As of a year ago, I transitioned out of academia, but I did not abandon the things that I loved in academia for this new course of life. Um, I still love teaching, but I do it in a separate context. I still love catching up on online dating research, even though um, I have not pursued that in the last couple of uh, months. By that, I mean pursued online dating research. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will get into um, that. It's, it's, I mean, that's been a part of my life for 13 years, for 13 years. And uh, it was my first love in, in research. And it still holds a very dear place in my heart to this day. Well, good. Well, that was kind of my first question, too, is how did you get involved in the world of dating and relationships? How does one get into the <laughs> world of dating? Um, okay, how about the, as, as a researcher, as opposed to oh, a participant. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I skirted the 
my involvement in online dating as an excuse of my research when I was full blown doing online dating. I would have done it with or without the research, but it just gave me a good way to justify. Um, but I, you know, I mean, if you take it back when 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 you read that description out that, oh, she looks at the impact of technology on relationships. I have been a kid of the 90s where the internet was just coming up and we were we were feral back then yeah. like oh, yeah. right now right now the the kids and teenagers have so much media literacy we had nothing we were the children and the parents of the internet nobody was there to teach us how to use it nobody was there to teach us how not to use it so we were just doing everything that we should not be doing so my first brush with online dating was when i was in sixth grade i am going to date myself so much um have you heard of this thing called limewire have you heard of limewire mm-hmm. oh, there's yeah. so many pages on the ins- on instagram right now on the instagram my god how boomer can i get <laughs> So there are so many pages right now on Instagram talking about like 90s nostalgia and how we used to come back home and we used to like have these Microsoft music players and look at those like graphics and just listen to Evanescence. Oh yeah. That's that's the period of of history that I come from. And I distinctly remember when we got the internet and this I was in sixth grade. We had this modem, this huge ass like monitor. And that's when I got my first brush with online dating. And by that, I mean, we had something called Yahoo Messenger. <laughs> and do you, do you understand if I say ASL? Is that a thing? Dude, I, I love that. That was, that, was, that was AOL for me, too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah right. ASL, what's going on? Like... ASL, sex location. <laughs> <laughs> and I I was this gawky teenager with like facial hair not not visible to the opposite sex at all and here I was in a parallel universe where even though I was 14F Calcutta in India I was 18F San Diego somehow mm-hmm. I thought San Diego was a cool place god knows why and I catfished people all the time and that's that that was my first brush with like oh I'm talking to a stranger online and we're forming a connection and I feel things in my tummy and I'm like that in retrospect when I actually started getting my PhD in communication all of those things started making sense to me that why was I feeling such feelings for a complete stranger without ever knowing who this person was until I read about this theory called hyperpersonal communication. So it's a, it's a computer-mediated communication theory. And the premise of that theory is when, when you don't know the other person on the other side of the computer, when they do not come with a face, you do strategic self-presentation. You only show things that you want the other person to see. And you over-attribute good things to that person. You idealize this person. So it becomes like, oh, this person could be a pumpkin but in my head they are this like i don't know like the 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 most beautiful person you can think of in the universe totally and they've chosen me to talk they've with because me. i am so 
effervescent. Yes, and and this was also the time where you did not have a public versus private setup. And by that I mean you're scrolling on Instagram, your Instagram feed is visible to everybody, but your DMs are only for this one person. Uh, this was all DMs. So it is there is an exclusive just one-on-one one conversation that's happening. So you over-ascribe, you like dream of things and that's how my online dating experience started <laughs> and i shudder thinking about the kind of dumb decisions i took as a teenager i would meet folks i was a 14 year old girl meeting strangers off the internet in real life and every single time that i met them they turned out to be exactly what you think they should be mm older mm-hmm. men and i'm like what was i doing what the hell like i mean I, if i was my own daughter i would put her behind bars i'm like you are not leaving home oh, you're, I'm... you're staying grounded till you're 21. yeah that's gonna um, be interesting looking at my daughters now they're six and three i'm like oh, i've seen all the data so much more like smarter than we are they know that we don't we don't run our mouths on the internet they, we, we have nothing to screenshot them for. We have all the ammo for us. I mean, I am waiting for the day when somebody is going to dig up something from my Facebook, something dumb that I might have said. And uh, like, Same. I'm, I'm glad that I got through college before camera phones. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. I mean, it's just, I mean, we dodged a bullet, didn't we? Yeah. We just, we yeah. just dodged a bullet. I will be curious to see, um, because the data basically shows that um, when it comes to politicians, people, mm-hmm. we elect people that we see in front of us, um, not necessarily based on their policies. I'm very curious to see if they're like, cause you know, basically everyone now has their entire life monitored, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. whether we're gonna elect someone that has made mistakes in their life. We'll look mm-hmm. back and see, be able to see their 11 year old self on Facebook mm-hmm. and be like, oh, that's a normal human being. Or yeah. it's gonna be someone that never posted anything and curates it so much so mm-hmm. to hide it that that's the person we're gonna choose from so we are yeah i i think i think you already know the answer to that we will choose people who 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 have some dents in their past because look at how the the tide is shifting between gen z and millennials like we over vectored so much to portray our lives as oh i have a salad and let me just like haha smile at the salad like why have you seen that website which which website women smiling eating salad There is a whole website website because of that, because of that Shutterstock meme, basically. It's... Why? Why did we do that? Why? Why would we do that? Like, why did we think that we have to curate our lives so much? And all the social media stars that I grew up with are getting canceled left, right and center because they over idolize their lives. And now, I mean, listen, I am not the one who's just like, oh, Gen Z is the cure of it all. Like, no, uh, it's the, 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 the pendulum is swinging. So it swung way to the side of idealism with millennials mm-hmm. and Gen Z is swinging to the other side. But there is an equal, if not more of a concerted effort to show that you are flawed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It used to be like you're getting your head shrunk. Now it's like, dude, my therapist told me today that he's going to up my milligrams of Thorazol all the way, you know, 
it so, so it's like so, now now you're doing the same thing but on the other side that oh let me show how messy i am this is authentic is it authentic though or are you curating that blurry picture and making it look like it's authentic well this like, is now this is called trauma porn too where people yeah. you know because oh, yeah. oh like you look at the american idol or any of those shows no one can win unless they have a sad like backstory sad story yeah and so they'll just story. make stuff up or look at unfortunately um hassan minaj right now um, and the stuff that he's going through, basically falsifying his racist encounters yeah. over his life. And there's yeah. a difference between comedy and and truth telling. Mm-hmm. But you sort of need to. Yeah, it's just I've, dangerous. I've seen this way too much because uh, when we are talking about what do I do right now, I've uh, shifted my focus more toward supporting the immigrant community because I. Mm-hmm. above anything else i am an immigrant first and i had to put that on the back burner for a long time but now now i am uh, i'm feeling that part of of my life and that's the calling that i feel so i i am far too familiar with this narrative because when you're thinking about an immigrant you're thinking of a certain persona right you're always thinking about like you've come from nothing and now you're building your life from scratch only for that like overcoming to become story everybody likes that story but what people don't also realize is that people who are coming from other countries, they are not, they're not always coming with a dollar and a dream. They're coming with thousands of dollars sometimes. And I have seen more people than I care to have seen where people are like, oh, I've come from this remote village in the outskirts of India. No, dude, you came from a very privileged ass place. Like, own up to it. Your your accomplishment in the U.S. is not going to be diluted because you own up to the fact that you went to a privileged school. You used your privilege to take you from point A to point B. You Nothing wrong with that if it's used in the that. right way. Nothing wrong with that. So in the same vein, Hassan, I'm sure faced racism faced he's a brown boy i get it i get it there's a lot of internalized trauma there as well because Mm -hmm. his dad is indian and his dad is not just indian he's a muslim indian there's a lot of things there's a lot of unpacking that needs to happen but that does not give you permission to go into oppression porn right and fabricate struggles that you did not have especially when you have such an important voice in a community that has far too often been erased from media and entertainment. You were bringing that nuance only to then fall flat on your face. Like, I get it, I get it. He's, I mean, every, if if it was a white man, we would not have put him under a microscope. This person is being put under a microscope because he's brown and we can hold him accountable. Both can exist at the same time. Yep, yep. And, and it's just, it's so complicated too because if he said my life was great, I never had any issues. Yeah, people. Well, I don't want to listen to you. Um, mm. And I understand Cal Penn. You know who he is. Oh yeah. Um, I had some. I knew someone that worked with him, so knew quite a long time ago that he was gay. Mm. Um, and but when he was a struggling actor. Mm-hmm. And then was appointed by Obama to be, um, you know, a voice for the artistic community. I understood that he needed to keep that to himself because he was doing such good work for the community that he was in. And it was so important that it could have overshadowed all of that work that he was currently working on because mm-hmm. society in general can only take so many commas, you mm-hmm. know, from 
someone you can only mm-hmm. be one thing yeah, and speak yeah, yeah. that one thing and there's obviously, yeah. obviously an issue mm-hmm. um but yeah it's uh and i was i was an exchange student lived overseas in a, in a country that i didn't speak the language granted it was it was france and it was western europe so the cultural yeah. wars are relatively similar mm. but all your intelligence all your flirting all your your humor mm-hmm. your ego just gets squashed down into oh, yeah. nothing and you yeah. have to rebuild it yeah bit by bit, bit um by bit. there's this one beautiful dialogue uh from modern family i'm such a modern family now <laughs> gloria says do you know how smart i am in spanish and do you know how flirtatious i am in midwest english like do you know i can floor you with my <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah but then you got to build up that game in france oh yeah yeah uh that was fun learning this is kind of what brought me to all of this too is like learning those moors you know like yeah. i made out with a girl at new year's eve at a new year's Ooh. eve party and the next day at school they're like oh so you and Anne claire are going out i'm like uh uh, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> that's not kind of how it works where i'm from is it is it oh really i thought i thought uh french folks are more uh like sexually more egalitarian than american folks differently like mm-hmm. they'll find looking at breasts but um don't necessarily get drunk at parties and hook up with each other mm-hmm. um it's mm-hmm. it's also because it's a it's a largely catholic Mm. um country as well too because you know they killed all the protestants and so that comes into effect and like like your research and like everywhere else there's so many little things at play Mm -hmm. within um plus here in the u.s i was in drama and Mm. chess club and av audiovisual club so you can assume yeah what my social structure looked Mm. like Mm -hmm. um but when i went to france i was the big hulking athletic guy because it was just a completely different what does the americans value mm. sports. sports bigness what is french value not that you know <laughs> so it was it was different it was it yeah. was interesting for me to have yeah. that that uh flipped um mm. and working here in new york city basic jersey city new york city mm-hmm. everyone is an immigrant from somewhere even That's even right. the people that are born in america mm. usually aren't from new york city they mm-hmm. moved here from somewhere, somewhere else. else as well yeah. too so everyone's yeah. just kind of trying to figure out what's going on and mm-hmm. i've been doing this for over 15 years so when i started doing this online dating itself was still considered taboo that's right that was back in the, the myspace days yeah that was the, the 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 narrative was you just couldn't find anybody offline that's why you had to resort to online yep exactly like, there's a uncle, last ditch a yep. Weirdo. yep so most of my clients were like late 40s guys late 30s guys that felt like this was the last possible thing that they could do to okay. go ahead so i i didn't know about this so like i in my head and and this was very juvenile of me to assume i thought we just went from zero to 100 in online dating and it's not the case so i am i am one of those like people who will keep asking questions till the cows come home uh and the, the, the just the morbid curiosity at, at sure. a coordinated level so i was at uh, an airbnb in sunnyvale california and it was hosted by a, a white lady and i was there for a conference um for my 
for my like communication studies as a, as a professor. And one thing led to another. We were sharing a cup of tea and she's asking me what you do. And I said, I do my research in online dating. And then she started talking about how she was married or maybe she was married or she dated this guy through video online dating. And I'm like, what is video online dating? So apparently oh, yeah. uh-huh. would go to these studios and have their videos slash photos taken and they would like Tinder, Tinder was a person. So they would go and submit these videos and their profiles to this person. They would keep it at a stack. And one week later, they would come back and see how many people have left their information. And that's how the entire thing started. And I'm like, what? There's still some old videos <gasps> of those online. They're yes. they're hilarious. They're, they're, is... they're cute and sad um, and funny and, you know. Listen, Hunt, can you, okay, 30 years from now, can you imagine two people just like this having a conversation just like this about Tinder? Like, can you believe those are, there are, there are still screen grabs of them in an Instagram page. Like, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I cannot wait to be technology shamed by, by the next generation. I cannot wait. I mean... I just can't wait. I know I it's, it. it's, it's, it's starting. Um, but one thing I found is interesting too, from reading is that it's not that the kids these days are digital natives is that they're phone natives. Mm. Like you put, or pad natives, you put them mm-hmm. in front of a computer mm-hmm. and say, navigate the web. Mm. They, or open a file. Mm-hmm. Then they get a little confused, you mm. know? So That's I'll be curious. Because, yeah, it's mostly just app navigation through phone. Mm-hmm. It's not sitting down kind no. of. And and I mean, talk about the old days of the Internet. You had to, like, work your way through those pages and figure out where to go and how to do it. And everything took so long. It's very and... intuitive. It's very intuitive for them. And then somebody told me, like, you know how we had a floppy disk? And mm-hmm. they, they think that the save button, like, the floppy disk is a 3D printed version of the save button on their computer and one of my colleagues he said that their children don't save things like i will freakishly like keep saving things so we've all lost them. something yeah, we've lost something and they don't have to save like it's on notion it's on google like i'm trying to even figure out what the notion of ownership yeah, I'm, I'm means anymore i'm like no same same i'm like i what is notion what is Airtable? what are these words i'm lucky to know chat gpt at least Just, yes and i think that that's going to be interesting too is like because at the beginning of the internet it was don't trust anything on this mm. everybody's a liar then we moved into influencer time trust everybody mm. online and now i think with ai and chat gpt mm-hmm. now it's we can't trust anything online ever mm. again mm-hmm. and so i hope that the next generation kind of mm-hmm. looks at the internet as a cool, fun thing to do that is just everybody lies mm-hmm. and, and come into it with that because taking reciprocity away or, or, or consequences away from people's actions and comments mm-hmm. might not have been a really great idea mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the internet. You know, mm-hmm. the town weirdos all got together and uh, <laughs> made stuff more weird but um um so wanted to obviously talk to you about your research and obviously you and i i'm sure could talk and probably will talk again um so i see right now that basically people are having the least amount of sex ever Mm. especially like the younger generation 
Um, what do you think is is causing that? Mm-hmm. What do you think is what do you what do you see in your research? What, what you know? What do you feel? Yeah. Yeah. When you when you see something like so, there is the result, and then there is the there is the data, and then there is the interpretation of the data. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you see something like, oh, people are having less sex, historically less sex, you're like, oh, wow. The 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 instant derivation is they have become less sexually active. They have become less, they have become sexually conservative. Uh, the right wing propaganda is working. You have all these conjectures. But this is something where, you know, I, I in hindsight, where I have realized when you get your PhD, you're not just getting a PhD and doing research, it rewires your brain. And one of the ways that it rewires your brain or makes you think in different ways is what other possible explanations can be there? It's not always A, hence B. It could the be A. Causality doesn't imply correlation. Cor- right, correlation, yeah. yeah. So when, when you think about correlation is not causation, when you're thinking about, oh, what are the other external factors that could be at play? So there was this like very cool study that we read when you're doing quantitative uh, PhD statistics or, or master statistics is, uh, well, in summer, uh, more having more ice cream increases um, crime rates in a city. And oh, I've seen so, those like parallel data. Kind yeah, of and things. then you're like, oh my god, then I'm not gonna have ice cream, right? But is that the factor that is leading this? But it turns out that summertime means more people on the streets, means more crime. Also, summertime means more ice cream consumption. So there is a confounding variable, or there is a third factor that is affecting this relationship. In a similar fashion, when you're looking at Gen Z having less sex. First thing is, what are they defining as sex? What, how are you defining sex right now, given that we are living in this world of gender fluidity, sexual expression in different ways, the very idea of sex has changed. Um, I was watching this in reality TV. <laughs> it's called The Ultimatum, and it's queer version ultimatum. And uh, these two women... Um, One was, I think one was non, uh, so they had to swap their partners or something happened where one, where where, uh, the female in the relationship and the non-binary person, they had sex, but it was not penetrative sex. It was penetrative in the the fact that fingers were used, right? Probably Mm -hmm. something of that sort. In their, in, in that dictionary, that is sex. But mm-hmm. if you ask a cishet person, is that sex? They'd probably say no. So who is defining sex? That that who who has who has curated this instrument? Was it created by a cishet person? Is that the definition that we are using for sex? Or yeah, and if it... you do sex video, sex videos, and 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 what masturbate with each other, right? like yeah. you're you're both satisfied, but doesn't count. Yeah. In depending on who's. That's exactly Version. right. So you you have to question the question before questioning the answer. So how are you defining sex? If it sex is penetrative, yeah, could be that 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 has in decreased because sexual expressions have changed. So the the answer to that is yes. One possible explanation: they have become sexually conservative. That's of course an option. The second option could be 
they are being sexual without having sex. I noticed you. I have you wrote that somewhere, yeah. and I wanted to hear what that means to you. Mm -hmm. Not not just what what it means to me, but what people are doing. So, in think about think about dating when technology didn't exist, when these videos didn't exist. How did how did a relationship progress? I'm taking a very cishet example. Boy meets girl, girl meets boy. They make eye contact, they flirt a little bit, they go on a date, they kiss. And then they might go back to each other's place, they could have sex, and that's that. How does it work right now? Boy meets girl, girl meets boy. That meeting in an online dating context could be sexual. You can put up very suggestive pictures. Well, it's, it's, it's sexual expression, isn't it? That could prime your chat to stay asexual, non-sexual, or escalate really quickly. Like, send me a DP, right? Or, or send me a picture. You can have very feisty conversations that can escalate into a video chat, like you said, which can be sexual. So by the time you meet each other, and this is, the data showed that as well, that people who met each other online versus who met each other at parties, etc., it escalated very fast when you met each other online because you have these sexual primers already. So you're comfortable with each other. You've seen each other's bodies. You've articulated and you've vocalized your fantasies, what you want to do with each other. Everything has been said and done. There is a certain level of trust and familiarity that's already been established, which escalates it from a zero to a 90. And I saw that you had um, here that 31% of students who met on dating apps had unprotected sex oh, versus yeah. 13 mm -hmm. who met at yep. school and work and 8% mm -hmm. who met at parties. Why? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, you can say things about that, but why do you mm -hmm. find that that is such a large difference? Yeah. So let me uh, give the third explanation of why they could have had less sex. And this is something that the okay. data shows that things could be, sex can be different. They could be sexually conservative. But what I found to be statistically significant is social anxiety. <laughs> that is, they are not less sexual, they are just less social, right? And a part of sex is knowing this person, being a little vulnerable. Even if you are the sex goddess, you have to still articulate what you want this sub and dom relationship to look like. Well, if you're always under threat of being canceled or saying something or thinking about your reputation, how it might bode on you, all of those things are going on in the minds of these young folks, which can impede impede your sexual expression just the other day i was watching sex education and <laughs> the i don't know if you've watched sex education i haven't i have a fantastic show on netflix and this man calls um a sex therapist type radio host and says that i can't have sex with this woman because my my penis is flaccid and she said that well what are what is going on in your head and he talks about how um when he's having sex with this woman he's thinking about his ex-wife and that feels like cheating to him he doesn't he doesn't feel connected to this person so the sex therapist says that well now you have to like let that go essentially what 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 she was saying is your penis needs to be in love <laughs> it, it has to yeah. have room look at me using all the analogies it has to have room to grow <laughs> it's, you can't be so bogged down with thinking how you're being perceived by the other person that it gets in the way of your exp 
expression, be it sexual, be it identity. And that's one of the factors that's playing on in the minds of uh, young folks, that they're just socially anxious and that affects their sexual expression. I have found, yes. And I found also too that um, my own pet theory mm-hmm. is that if we got lost, you had to physically drive to a physical location, mm-hmm. walk up to a real human being, mm. admit that you fucked up, and then ask them for help. Yep. And if you were in a store and needed to find something, you had to go find someone mm-hmm. and talk to them and interact mm-hmm. with them. Even at the checkout, there's no self-checkout. So we, that that three feet of walking up to somebody else and they noticing you is is large. Oh, yeah. And so I think that an entire generation just never had to do that. And yeah. so it's not dating. It's just interpersonal relationships That's in exactly general. True. Yeah. Um, and then throw in a pandemic and, you know, a yeah, lot of the kids so are not all right. Is- yeah, but also like I, I do want to I do want to acknowledge the fact that we we do over attribute the importance of interpersonal communication that we tend to like over glorify interpersonal face to face communication. It doesn't need to be all that as well. Like what what I'm trying to say, Hunt, is the grammar of human communication is changing. Nothing is better or worse. Just the grammar in and of itself is changing. We are changing the way in which we communicate with each other. We are changing the rules. And we are sort of in this flux where we don't quite know what is to be, but we also know what we do not ascribe to at all. Yeah. Um, And and, and it's an an interesting interesting time to be. We'll see where it goes. Uh, Yeah, I mean... The minute that you can put on a tactile suit mm. and you could touch me mm-hmm. over the internet. Oh, yeah. We're done. We're done. That's we're it. Done. <laughs> I mean, we already, I mean, Listen, it's, it's I mean, there. We live in the New York City, Jersey City area. If there is a day where I don't need to leave because the moment I leave, I, I lose $100 miraculously. Dude. Yeah. I, I, I'm you, like, I'm, I'm okay with being home. It's fine. Yeah, we, we call that, the, yeah, like there's a $20 walking out of your house fee around here. Like just wow. like, yeah, wow. yeah. Inflation's pushing it up a little oh bit as well God. too. You know, um, there, is a, there is a theory of that, that like the, like how, how inflation is affecting completely. friendships. Like how we are, we are, yeah. we just don't want to go out. Yeah, we can say that we are fatigued, but we are also very aware that man, I'm, we're going out. I mean, honestly speaking, it's at least a hundred dollars every time I go out. It almost makes it like not worth it. To and then you out. have, I've had, I've had lots of men that say I mm-hmm. can't afford to date. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And there's a, even a joke uh, amongst the women called the New York Meal Plan. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I've done that. I can, you know, I have too. I, I, uh, I won't say I was sugared, but I had a thing for older women. Um, so I was taken care of. Um, I see you. French women, older women. I see a pattern here. Look, what it is for me is, is the ability to know yourself. Oh yeah. You know, and most, Mm -hmm. I, it always sort of boggled my mind. I would have sex Mm -hmm. with a woman, you know, same age person, you know, say 23, Mm -hmm. 23. Mm I've been inside of you everywhere. Mm. Now you get up to go to the bathroom and cover yourself. Mm. And I'm like, I just saw all of that, mm. you know, 
Whereas, yeah, with older women, you have sex with them, and they have to go to the bathroom. They prance to yeah. the bathroom, yeah. and you know, obviously, I'm oversimplifying, oversimplifying mm-hmm. things as well, too. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's basically known women get into their sexual primes later mm-hmm. than men do. I think that's mm-hmm. a God's last joke. Like by the time mm-hmm. men figure out what to do, <laughs> we're like past our prime. Like, <laughs> damn it like i finally learned you know to get myself like situated where i need to um so yeah so i and i'm i like people that are very forthright i had my therapist told me i had boundary issues and that i have none Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i prefer people that like are open and Mm -hmm. i found people that know themselves yeah and so i just that particular demographic tended to know themselves a little bit more mm-hmm. and the nice thing about like I said in the new york city area is whatever you want there it yeah. exists yep any yep. flavor any age any size anything yeah 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 Truly the melting pot of america <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and and you and i in jersey city i mean it's statistically the most diverse city diverse, in the country yeah. and yeah. i think it's a wonderful I'm, I'm raising my kids here and you know during during covid we had those larger discussions of where do we want to live and what do we want to do and what is happiness and you know those things like that too mm-hmm. and anywhere we go from here mm-hmm. it becomes less diverse and less and and so um my wife is latina so mm-hmm. i want my kids to be able to both feel welcome everywhere and to mm-hmm. learn from everyone and mm-hmm. so it's a great it's a great area up here too oh, yeah. um and it being I think that Jersey City being the city that has the largest amount of Indians outside of India, though I think Toronto is getting close. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been around both the community and mm-hmm. the, the what did you call it? The sexual minority student? Uh, I was looking at something in your, in your writings and there was something called a sexual minority student. Um... Oh. No, we can, I can figure that out. Visible um, minority? Is that what you were saying? No, and then, but then talking about like the international students and how uh, how they yeah, hook yeah. up, you know, mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. what is different in the intern. You are first generation, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have a different outlook on what that college experience is going yeah. to be. Yeah. Um, and did, did you find? Do you was there any data on international students using apps? more or less than yeah you know i my hypothesis was that because i was that international student that's what i was thinking my my meal plan when you were talking about that was uh, a broke a broke phd student who had just defended her dissertation waiting for her job in new york city not having much to do so i'm just i'm just like going on tinder just having the time of my life I mean, I mean, I've already defended my dissertation. What else is there? So I was, I was just, you know, with no intention to have any relationship with anybody. I was just going on dates, and um, I may have, I may have uh, redeemed that meal plan coupon. But uh, <laughs> you know, but but the but the amount of listen, I paid through my patience is what I would say. I shit you not, I went on a date with this guy. This guy, I know that his entire family through the conversations we've had. And the last time, like when we were leaving, he's like, how do I pronounce your name? I'm like, okay, we're done here. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Um, we pay with our patience. Like if time is money, yes, I took the dollars in terms of food, but I also gave my time. So we're I actually, I have an infograph I'll share with you. I, fi- <laughs> I figured out it costs about $40,000 a year to date in New York City. 
at all publicly available data, what's the average salary? Mm. How much time does the average dater spend online? This is just mm. online dating, which is, by the way, it's 90 minutes a day. Mm. Um, you know, how much is the average date? What is inflation? How long does it take to commute? What's the cost? Mm. And basically it's, factored all that in. And, yeah. and like, until you see it down on paper, you don't realize, you don't realize. The, the cost that it exists. I use that infographic because matchmaking can be pricey matchmaking can be fifty thousand dollars and i understand mm -hmm. it and i try to also break it down for the individual so they can understand why it costs what it does that's right but also it's like the other option is just spending forty thousand dollars a year every year you don't see it yes exactly well yeah. it's also people don't value their time the way that they should I feel mm -hmm. um, because it's it's free, right? Like you know, right, exactly. But if you look at your time as billable hours, oh my god, you would you labor. Oh my goodness, the emotional yep. labor. It's it's a lot. I mean, there's a reason why I would just call it quits a couple of years before. I'm like, I I can't and I can't do. I'm too I'm too old for this shit. Like no, I'm I'm no. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm not gonna. But yeah, in terms of international students, that was my hypothesis that these folks. Uh, they're coming from a foreign land. Uh, they want to acclimatize, acclimatize themselves with the American culture. The American co co college culture is like hooking up, stuff like that. A lot of these avenues where you find hookup partners are not accessible to international students. So the a, a hotbed are parties where international students are not getting access to that. And even if they do have access to that, they don't have time for that because we're all on a, we're, 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 the clock is ticking. Uh, and you need to make sure that you are networking, you're, you're completing your coursework, you're acclimatizing yourself to this new education system, you're thinking about immigration. There might not be any time. So my hypothesis was because of these social barriers uh, and because of the infeasibility of getting access to these, overcoming these social barriers, easy point of entry is online dating. I cannot see with confidence if this hypothesis was dismissed because I did not have enough data. But what I can say with confidence is this entire hookup culture is no longer a phenomenon which America has hold over. It has percolated across the world. And um, because I come from India and I have that dual lens of understanding how culture moves and it shifts uh, from an Indian perspective, mm -hmm. urban elite Indian perspective have that have that privilege as well. I see I have been there, you know, like there's this Western ideology of like, oh, it's all laser fair, right? Like, you know, you're just hanging out and hooking up with people, things are casual. And then we are from a country where we are perceived as traditionalists. We are mm -hmm. perceived as like conservative. There is this, if even if it's not articulated explicitly, there is this push to like go against that. That oh, I am I am liberal. I am hanging out like like you know without any agenda. I am hooking up. So there is a I don't want to use the word catching up, but like giving out this impression that we are not. We are not regressive, right? We are we are on the same path. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, sometimes we over vector, right? Mm -hmm. Like we think, I mean, and this happens all the time where, I mean, there's a, uh, I start my book with this, that it, when, you, when you come into a college, everybody thinks the other person has had more sex than them. When the oh, other yeah. person is bone dry. But because <laughs> you're trying to like amp up your count, 
you end up having sex with people you don't want to have sex with because you thought the other person is ahead of you so that's what happens in the indian context as well that most if not all of these folks who had come from other countries they had already had hooked up with people they were mm-hmm. not like opening up their hookup bank account in america mm-hmm. they had already done that in their home country so hooking up just like halloween uh has been exported from american college campuses very very successfully uh to the rest of the world i'm happy with both of those things both uh, i love it i love it halloween's Listen, awesome I mean, it's ha- I mean, okay, listen, much respect, much respect to America, much respect to America. Um, but the range that we have with playing around with Halloween, it's unparalleled. We have Bollywood movies on our side. Do you know how many iconic characters we have from those movies? Do you know how colorful they are? The range, right? This this Halloween, I'm going to go out and then I'm going to see nine Barbies and 10,000 Kens. Like, okay, yes. and... What, and but the- well, I what I missed out a little bit on the whole slutty, um, oh, like oh, I'm going to be a nurse, a slutty nurse. Oh, I'm going to be a cat, a slutty cat. Like there was, there was, it was you know there was definitely sexy costumes yeah. and stuff, but it wasn't just like I was lucky enough to go to college at the University of Miami, so mm. everyone's dress was about this big. Mm. So that you sort of a... got over that though real yeah, quick, yeah, yeah. you know. Listen, I went to Michigan State University and I'm I... sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm sorry. But I loved it. I oh, listen, but... you know what? Okay, I'll tell you this though. As I don't know why you said I'm sorry. Is it because it's the Midwest. Is it because it's Michigan? Is it because it's a state? University? It can be. Uh, well, I had a friend that went to people? Michigan, and but yes, it could be all of the above too. Uh, you know, because because it's probably like like oh, I went to Michigan State. Oh yeah, like no no no, Michigan State. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Like, all right. So I I my sister graduated from University of Michigan, so I went to her graduation, oh and uh, I got my PhD in Michigan State, and so I, so I was talking to her professors, and since I was also a professor at Pace at the time. So I, I enjoy talking with professors and this this professor, he is so funny. He's like something Dr. Bratch. And he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Michigan State, go green, go white. And I was just getting elated until he put the singer, zinger, can't read, can't write. And I'm like, okay. But, uh, but it was fun. I'll tell you this though, before Michigan State, I went to Bowling Green State University. Mm-hmm. It was like in Bumblefuck, Ohio, right? Like it's... You, it's so tiny, even Google Maps does not acknowledge it as a place. So when I put Bowling Green, it shows me like Kentucky. But the smaller the town, the more debaucherous the activities. Dude, I grew up in a small town. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The more debaucherous. And that was my first brush with the American culture. I'm like. Welcome. I like this. This is good. So it was a, a lot more civil in Michigan State. I will, I will tell you that. But I thought that was the norm. And now I'm looking at these 90s Instagram pages where white women are putting up posts like, 
what were we thinking when we were dressing up like this? And it was like a bandu dress in the middle of January, like negative 20 degrees. And these folks are standing with their stilettos. Oh, so remember always seeing like the no little girls clutching on. their clutches. And no code. And I'm a, I'm a recent immigrant from India. And I'm like, maybe, maybe white bodies are just built different. You know, <laughs> maybe they're just so used to the cold that they don't need these parkas. Because I was forever amazed at like how 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 are you standing with stilettos on with just a dress in the middle barely of a belt yeah exactly and i used to think that maybe maybe they have like chugged a whole bunch of vodka that's why they're warm from the inside i didn't know they were getting frostbitten and they were doing it anyway so that's wonderful time wonderful one time. of my projects uh i'm on a quest with a capital q and that mm. is to talk to one person in every country on the planet about what dating and relationships are like in oh. their area because what kind of what you were alluding to as well too the the mores and the values shift mm -hmm. dramatically mm -hmm. from place to place even within subcultures like even if, if i look if i call american dating mm. dating in texas and dating in um, New York City are going to be very different. You know, very what different. you do, how mm. you approach it, what the other person looks for in a mate. Like, if I go down to Texas, I can't use a rope. And mm. maybe me not being able to use a rope is going to be a disqualifier for me. Mm. And I think that oh. that's idiotic, but that's like the way it you, is. You would say like a cowboy hat or something. Well, that's, yeah. Well, I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of the things. So it's yeah. so interesting to see because you have to, it takes a lot of emotional intelligence to understand mm -hmm. what the values systems are mm -hmm. of the culture that you're in. That's right. Because even in Jersey City, you're in America, you're mm -hmm. in New York City, mm -hmm. you know, metro area, then you're specifically in Jersey City. And then we have all of our own little subsets. Mm. Uh, ethnically, socioeconomically, mm -hmm. here as well too that we're always trying to figure out. So mm -hmm. it can be real. I, I, it can be exhausting out there it trying is. to figure it out is. what to do, how to do it. Um, so it's a lifelong learning process. It is. It is. I, I equate it to playing pool, like mm. almost every other sport. Like this is a ball. This is how you use this ball. There's mm -hmm. there's kids leagues and everything like that. But like pool, you just go to a bar one day and just start shooting pool and mm. try to pick up the skills and the lessons along the way. Mm -hmm. But nobody ever sits you down to teach it, to, to help you right. with it. And right. so some people get it a little more than others. Some people don't. And I can understand. And to me, one of the scary things is forget which uh, exactly what study it was. But when men are rejected romantically, they become conservative. And they want to take rights away from immigrants. Yeah. Who didn't even have anything to do with them being turned down. They want to take things away from women. Like, and that gets weird and scary. And that's where the incels come from. And, um, you mean to say all Republican men are hanging out in Bumble? I, I, I did love the honey traps that came up after the January 6th attempted coup is that like all the girls clicked conservative and then wanted to get the guys to admit that they were there and then sent the, inv sent the information to the no FBI. Way. Oh, it, was, it was a thing. The girls, girls went, girls, thank you. You did it. Like, I appreciate it. They, Chatting they, that was smart. 
Oh yeah. There is this new. Uh, <laughs> I follow Love Is Blind. I like. I like Love Is Blind and and the Ultimatum are the only two reality shows that I will ever watch because they're so. Have unhealthy. you seen Indian matchmaking? Indian matchmaking. I mean, Indian matchmaking is is just as hilarious as as it can get. But I, I like it. But the reason I brought that brought the um, Love Is Blind is there's this guy who is obsessed, obsessed with the red, white, and blue obsessed with red white and blue and people are like those shoes have walked <laughs> the capital on january 6th because this is so oh yeah insane how this guy is obsessed with the red and the white and the i blue. saw that uh saw a post near christmas time too that said hey ladies when you go home and you meet that wonderful small town man that takes your heart away ask him where he was on january 6th yeah like just make sure just make sure yeah yeah <laughs> This, is a, this has been fun. This is a fun conversation. Well, Are we I'm, really uh, ending our conversation on January sixth? No, no. We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get some fun things to go. Um, now, I like you remind me a little bit of John Berger. I don't know if you ever heard of the oh, book yeah. Datanomics. Oh, yeah. um, I have met him. He came to my office once as well. I'm in his second book. Oh um, wow! But uh, in that, like, you're not in this anymore, but you will never not be. Mm. you're you 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 are part of this world now mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of yeah. just because of your knowledge the books yeah um so we'll keep coming back to you for more and oh, more things you. and yeah um and especially like just here in jersey city um i worked with an uh, actual indian matchmaker and we mm. um, put together a coaching program for indian men mm. um because oh, all because of the reasons you know and sometimes you just need to help understand that white shoes and black socks do not go together mm. or that this is a belt or mm. you can wear colors mm. or people get hairstyles you mm. know and and because it's a different value system too mm. like a lot of men in general mm -hmm. think women value you know money and mm. jobs and esteems and things like that but mm. none of that gets you laid um so you know helping them understand what mm. in what level they're looking for kind of is what is value too is um me and my uh, business partner he moved to toronto from india as well too and since he had never been around women he had to like get the books and like he researched dating the same way as he researched a phd <laughs> like and 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 learned and went out and 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 he's married now and he's very happy but it was like it was interesting you know getting both of our brains together to kind of like, we want to make it easier for everybody, basically. Um, and I know anyone coming from any other country is going to be a, a bit of a detriment. And mm -hmm. so we just want to make sure that we can give everybody a little bit of a helping boost and maybe we can yep. get you, get you to come and talk to some of us. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's exciting. Help, help our men get laid. Yes. Yes. Men. And, and, you know, this is something that, I'm sure you know as well too, but like we, the focus had been on wonderfully so women for the last 50 mm -hmm. years and propelling them and they've gone way further than could have imagined. But unfortunately mm -hmm. the men have not kept pace mm -hmm. and in comes Andrew Tate. In comes Andrew Tate. Uh, yeah. JP. Just jobs. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, we need to, we as, as a society need to figure mm -hmm. out how to help these boys. Um, yeah. Because then it's going to help the women. Like the more emotionally intelligent men 
that you can raise with good communication skills, the easier it's going to be for everybody involved. That's a no-brainer for sure. Yeah, and there's enough people out there with no brains that you'll <laughs> you, you will you'll stand out. So, well, thank you so much for coming on. We'll have another conversation some point down the line. But tell everybody, well, are you where to find you if they want to, mm-hmm. or or if there's anything that you're working on and you want to plug in any part of your life. Uh, thank you again, Hunt. It's it's been it's been an uphill climb to get this podcast to be recorded. So I appreciate your persistence. Um, yeah, I was I was on this constant mode of publicizing my book and my research last year. Um, and I, through that, I've met such cool folks. So thank you for reaching out and for making this happen. Everybody, if you're interested, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. That's my primary platform to reach out to. It's Dr. Aditi Paul. Uh, of course, my website is draditipaul.com. I am open to talk about everything under the deep blue sky, starting from being an immigrant in the U.S., to online dating as an immigrant, as a woman, um, to anything else that you'd like to chat about, because why restrict yourself to all these topics? There's there's so much delight that we can learn from each other. So please reach out and uh, give a five star to Hunt. He's yeah. done such a great job at his podcast and, Thank you. and his eye for spotting talent folks to to bring up which is uh which is a backhanded compliment to myself on narcissistic exactly (laughs) hey hey we have to love ourselves before we can love someone else so a good good healthy dose of self-love is important yeah yeah well thank you again and we'll uh we'll figure out some more stuff that we can do and i'll be looking forward to um checking anything else out from your side awesome thanks hunt thank you so much all right Bye. bye bye Thank you for listening to Hunt for Relationship Science. If you like what you heard here and you'd like to learn more, please check out my articles and videos at huntforadvice.com. You can also follow me at Quest for Advice on Instagram, as well as find me on LinkedIn. And please follow all of our guests as well. You can find their information in the liner notes. I'm Hunt, signing off, changing the world one smile at a time.